Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, May 18th at 11.30 a.m. in New York, so let's get after it. After a sharp 30% rally in stocks on the March lows, most equity indices have struggled to make much progress over the past month. Concerns have ranged from risks related to the reopening of the economy to stretched valuations. Such consolidations are normal, however, after a sharp rally and part of the bottoming process in our view. In fact, we looked at the 2009 experience to compare and contrast with today's market actions. What we found was not surprising but remarkable nonetheless. First, stock price patterns look very similar to what happened after prices bottomed in March of 2009. Using the S&P 500 as a proxy for global equity markets, the pattern is eerily similar. Second, while this rally may appear narrow to some, small cap stocks and broader indices have actually outperformed the larger, higher quality S&P 500 benchmark. This too is similar to what happened in 2009. Furthermore, we've seen several early cycle sectors and stocks begin to outperform, which is what typically happens in a recession trough. And finally, from a valuation perspective, the equity risk premium has fallen sharply since late March and is also right in line with the 2009 experience. The big difference between today and 2009 comes down to interest rates, more specifically longer-term interest rates or 10-year Treasury yields. In 2009, during the worst part of the downturn and while the banking system was in the middle of a financial crisis, 10-year Treasury yields remained well above 2%. Today, we are stuck well below 1% and closer to 50 basis points. Just as important, in my view, is the observation that 10-year real rates are deep in negative territory, whereas in 2009, real rates were well above 1% and never really threatened the zero bound. Lower nominal 10-year Treasury yields have allowed P.E. multiples to trough 30% higher than we observed in 2009. When I hear others suggest stocks are overvalued at current prices, I don't think they are appropriately incorporating the lower interest rate environment in their analysis. Lower rates typically mean higher multiples, particularly after earnings forecasts have been cut by 20% or more. In other words, trough earnings typically lead to peak multiples. If there's one thing that still argues against my bullish view, it's that real 10-year interest rates are negative. Our work suggests the equity risk premium is unlikely to fully normalize from today's level of 425 basis points towards 300 basis points as long as real rates remain below zero. Therefore, and perhaps ironically, in order for stocks to break out of their recent range to the upside, we actually need to see rates move higher. Ultimately, we believe that will happen, and we see four potential catalysts. One, using Japan and Europe as examples, the Fed could decide a flat yield curve impairs the banking system, and they should let 10-year yields rise. Two, an additional $1 to $2 trillion in fiscal stimulus brings back the bond vigilantes. Three, the reopening of America comes faster and goes more smoothly than expected, making our V-shaped recovery more consensus. Or four, supply chain issues appear as demand returns, leading to price inflation in the more cyclical parts of the economy. The bottom line is that markets are trading very consistent with the way they typically do when the economy enters a recession. We think the only missing ingredient for higher prices is higher 10-year yields. I think that could be about to happen, and therefore continue to recommend investors look to buy more early cyclical parts of the market and smaller cap stocks whenever prices pull back like over the past few weeks. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people to find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.